The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mexi My Matters. We're having such a great January. It is going to be a record-setting month. And it tends to be January. I don't know why. Everybody's cold. Everybody's inside. Everybody wants to listen to the wisdom and magical words of Mexi Pants. As always, your host with the most, the Mexican, coming to you live from the snowy city the city where one day it is 48 degrees, the next day it's below zero, Columbus, Ohio. And a few things I would like to point out, first and foremost, on today's podcast. I The theme of the podcast, I guess, would be there's always preferences. And sometimes it works against you. Sometimes it works for you. And at the end of the day, we just have to deal with it. The reason I say that is because our street up off of uh, Route 3 in Columbus, Ohio, never gets plowed. As soon as we get out of our street onto Route 3, oh, that is super plowed. And my thing is, why have we not created concrete that warms itself up to melt the ice and the snow. Mainly it's because we don't want to waste the money in that. It's too cost costly to do that. Nobody wants to pay higher taxes for that nonsense. But there's people that want to pay higher taxes to put up a wall across the Mexican border. Even though, I mean, I'm all for immigration and, you know, doing it the right way and you can't just let rapists come in. I get that. But we do realize that the wall is not going to be effective. There's already... I mean, unless you're going to dig it into the ground and go through the tunnels, there's always going to be a way. What do I always say at the end of the episode? Well, there's a Mexican, there's a way. That's not going to stop people. But then at the same time, I don't get why others are freaking out. I mean, other countries have put border walls with other countries. Just because we want to do it. Hey, and it boils down to 57 bucks a person. I'm pretty sure uh, when Obamacare was being set up, you'd have to pay a fine if you didn't have health insurance. Every president goes through this nonsense and tries to get you to do stuff that you might be against or not prefer, so to speak. It happens. I mean, the best I've I've learned, the best I could do is to just keep living, living my life, go, moving forward. At this point... 2019 is looking to be a great year, less running, more getting married, a lot of trips out of the country. I mean, a border wall is not going to stop me from doing that. Plowing my road, not plowing my road, I get it. But it is frustrating. 
especially because we're on a tight, on a little bit of a hill. Now another situation where preference comes into place, I have to go out to do intakes and sign up new people. Well, some of these motherfuckers live in the ghetto. I had to go to the ghetto the other day on Eakin Road. That shit ain't plowed. For, fuck. The city of Columbus was like, yeah, we don't care about the ghetto. They just ran the plow straight through the middle of the road. So I had a choice. Either go down the middle of the road where it's unplowed, where, where it's plowed, or have half my car on the snow and ice and the other half on the plowed portion if I wanted to stay in my lane. Guess which one I picked. But hey, I, I mean, I can't blame them. That's the, the problem is... I get pissed when these things happen, but at the end of the day, I can't blame them. Like, I would prefer to plow the nicer areas than the ghetto. But, isn't that the point of having snow plows to actually do their job? It kind of irks me that two, three days go by and my streets ain't plowed. But then, it, but then it, we're, hey, we're in Ohio. So then it rains or it goes up to 48 and then it melts. Ooh, great. Nice. And I blame you motherfuckers. All those fuckers on social media who were calling for snow. Oh, now they're bitching about it being too cold. There is no pleasing people. I can't. If you're too cold and it's icy and it's snowing on your road, please remember... Uh, if you have liability only, don't go out in the fucking snow. I don't care where you have to do, or where or, or, or where you have to be. If you have liability only, get the fuck off the road. That should be what the level one, two, and three criteria is. If you are too cheap to pay for decent insurance, get off the fucking road if it's snowing. Because the last thing we need is claims where people don't get paid. And if you want your UM and UIM coverage, the holy shit package, vote for my man Ramo, give him a buzz, have him hook you up, promo code Mexi, save on your bundling with American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, aside from it being dangerous, it also doesn't help the people who have decent coverage. They might just not have UM or UIM. That's, and that's again, that's another problem. Always make sure you have that. Because if you don't, I don't want to hear it. The issue is snow is a natural thing. You can't claim that, oh, I slipped and fell in the snow. And they never cleared it. I'm sorry. Again, there's no timeline on when they can clear it. The ice was there because it had snowed and it will be snowing. Now, if they had cleared the snow except for that one patch, then yes. But not if it's been snowing and they haven't got to clearing it yet. No, that's not a, cl- a claim. Get the fuck out of here. Natural events don't lead to claims. Now, let's move on. I want to talk about sports. 
a little bit. Preferences, like we said, that, that ties this all together. Certain preferences in sports. And I wanted to throw out a few things that lately have been tossed my way. So people know my distaste for LeBron and his antics. So he is still out from his groin injury. I've never seen a man take so much time off from the most nonsensical injuries. A groin injury. I remember when he was in Cleveland the first time and he took a, day, a couple of days off for back spasms. Woo. I mean, and here's what people don't understand. If he supposedly had a broken hand from punching the wall at, in game one after JR did that nonsense and finished the entire series, it's either one or the other. People say, well, he's not a liar. I'm sorry. He's taking time off for a groin injury. He's been out for like maybe a month. And now you're trying to tell me that he ha- he was able to f- play through the pain last year in the NBA Finals. No! Oh, and conveniently, his documentary was filmed about his own life. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's something I would do. I, I don't disagree there. I would probably have a documentary of my own life. But mine would not be lies. I can't trust a liar to tell me the truth about a documentary that he himself produced about his own life. Is it going to explain why he said that one, that two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven NBA titles when he was in Miami, only to ditch his broken down teammates and move back to Cleveland? Is he going to explain why he chose not to have Towns on his team and he preferred Kevin Love? Yet every time, who would take the blame if they underperformed? Kevin Love. Would he explain, is he going to explain why his teammates, when it comes to pressure moments, produce less? And he doesn't take clutch shots? Because here's the thing, he has three titles. Uh, Two of the three can be thanked. To Kyrie for taking the last game-winning shot. And Ray Allen for taking the game-winning shot in the other series. You literally went to Miami, joined forces with the big three, started the whole trend of the big three, then did not win against Dallas. You literally were the reason Dallas didn't win a title because you guys sucked. Against nobody but Dirk Nowitzki. Then, Brighton Ray Allen. People claiming it wasn't a big four. I'm sorry. If you considered him the... I've said this many times before and it aggravates me. But people don't listen. If Ray Allen was part of the big three in Boston the year before. Guess what? He's still a great player. And consequently made Miami a big five, a big four. While having Shane Battier too. So you had a big four... A bunch of role players. He started the trend of super teams. And I like how he says he didn't. And then compares it to when Olajuwon, Barkley, and Pippen were all on the same team, I believe. And I'm like, are you serious right now, dude? They were all old. 
I mean, if you join forces with CP3 and Harden and you're all like 35 or older, nobody's going to call that a super team. And you ain't winning shit. You, Bosch, and Wade, Wade, you're prime. Let's, let's call, call it what like it is. And again, this is what I mean by preferences. LeBron prefers to lie and go film his documentaries and expand his movie career. That's fine. But don't lie about it. You don't want to, you, you want to milk your injury? It could be a fake injury for all I know. That's fine. You realized, oh, Alex was right. Yeah, I'm not taking these Lakers to the finals. Yeah, no shit. Because you ain't making it past Golden State. Especially now that Booby Cousins is back. That's the other thing. Preferences. Nobody wanted Booby. The Warriors were like, oh no, our big four can handle the beginning of the season. Booby, you relax and come back. We'll have a dominant center. Yeah. Now it's basically a big five. And if that team stays the way it is, they're winning for years. I would not, like, there's talks about Clay Thompson going to the Lakers. I would love that, but I don't think he would fit well. And Kevin Durant going elsewhere. Look, dude, you want to go somewhere else and be the top dog? That's your preference. But you would be the dumbest motherfucker if you decided to leave the Warriors after three titles and then go somewhere else. I'd be taking pay cut after pay cut because you already won two MVPs in the finals. You're technically the man. I mean, people still prefer Curry, but again, a preference. You being the man winning the titles and being MVP says a lot. And then all you have to do is keep taking pay cuts and you will forever have titles with the Warriors. But I guarantee you something's going to happen and somebody's going to prefer to do something else. Curry is like D-Wade. When D-Wade made the decision to step back and let LeBron lead the the way, that took balls. That was a preference. Had he not done that, they would have collapsed, not won a single title. Same thing with Curry. Curry is okay with... Durant winning the MVP and the NBA Finals. Because we all know that deep down, Curry is the best player on that team. The man could hit from anywhere. Again, preference. Now, the other thing that people bitch about, and I'll segue this into my last uh, point. The refs. So lately there's been a lot of commotion about the referees and how they call shit. I remember a time where Kobe would never get a call. Or Dwight Howard would never get a call. Because the refs preferred to not give fouls on those two players. Oh, but around those times, LeBron was a young guy. And I remember LeBron would get every fucking call. He'd be... He'd be... Tickled Going to the rib Oh he would get the call Now Fast forward some years LeBron's older Oh now who gets all the calls James motherfucking Harden Who again 
I mean, I just realized he put up 61 points on the night. I just realized if he goes scoreless the next eight to nine games, he would still lead the NBA in scoring, which is sad because one, he travels all the fucking time when he takes his fucking step backs. We've seen that on video. Two, the dude goes to the line for being barely touched way too many times. Leads in, steps back, gets called for the foul, shoots the three throw. The motherfucker has half of his points by three throw. Again, abusing the system. I can't really hate that, but I also can't really commend it because when Kobe led the league in scoring, half of his points were not free throws. They were there were no, no Gestapo tactics used to lead the league in scoring. I mean, again, not technically against the rules. He's kind of abusing the fine line. Can't really say I wouldn't do the same if I was a great shooter, but again preference he prefers to do it that way that's fine he wants to lead the league in scoring that's fine but the sad thing is he and and i this reminds me of, of kobe i always knew james Harden would be the next kobe kobe would put up 61 team barely wins same thing with houston he dropped 61 points the team almost lost they barely won by four against the knicks that's insane but hey it is what it is. And the refs always will have preference. Everybody's calling it how the league favors certain teams. No, it's preferences. The refs always have a preference to whoever's nicer and doesn't bitch. Happens all the time. Even when I used to play soccer. Hey, if you want to relax from all the bitching you do about the refs, hand still massage. If you use the same discount promo code MEXI, they will give you a discount on your sweetest massage and your membership. Just let them know MEXI referred you. Hannah Stone Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Yeah, relax. Chill out. Same thing with football. The refs will always blow a call. I've never seen a game where a ref does not blow a call. Especially in football. Only this time. It made me some money. It is that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. You all guys know. Mexi puts money down from his tax return on the championship games. And then whatever he wins, he puts on the Super Bowl. <clears throat> I will say. Long was there a time where I could not win to save my life betting on the Super Bowl. I was, oh, I mean, 1 in 10, I think, or 0 in 11. I can't really remember. All I know is the last Super Bowl I had won was when the Colts beat the Bears. And then I lost, like, a bunch in a row. Until, you know how we said my man Tom Brady owed me about $7,200. But then my man Tom Brady decided, hey, let's go to every single Super Bowl. And he came back against the Falcons a couple years ago. And made me about 3500 I'm like, oh, Tom Brady, you motherfucker. You're the GOAT. Then last year, I said to myself, you know what? There's no way I'm putting it twice on Brady. I'll put it on the Eagles, the underdog. Let's go Philly. Guess what? Eagles won. Tom Brady losing made me more money. So now he broke me even. And now, here we are, going to 
his ninth Super Bowl, and he's going against the Rams. I don't know what the odds are yet, but I really want to put my money on Tom Brady. You know, on him, off him, on him. You know, it, it, it's a sequence. Uh, <clears throat> the Rams are younger. None of them have gone to the Super Bowl. My thing is, the championship games had a, lo- a lot of missed calls. The biggest one was that pass interference that basically gave the game to the Rams. Well, well not gave the game. I mean, you still had to go to fucking kick the field goal. But, you know, that was... I've never seen that big of a pass interference call not get called. I'm not going to lie. The refs blew it. I don't know how. Do they prefer the Rams over the Saints? I don't know. I have this theory that, and it always happens in football for some reason. Every team that has played each other in the regular season, if they face again in the playoffs, the team that lost the first time ends up winning the game. I don't know how it happens or why, because, I mean, if I would beat a team in soccer when I played, that team would not beat us the second time around. I'm going to show you that. So I have no idea how this happens, but that's my theory. Of course, there are exceptions to the rule. I mean, I don't get it. Like, I thought the refs liked Drew Brees, and he was one of their preferred. But, hey, I have no idea how that call was blown. Maybe the refs do have money on games. I don't know how it works. I mean, maybe the NFL is corrupt and the NBA, too. I don't know. But here's what, like, I literally said, okay, I can see Breeze and Brady winning both games. But at the same time, because in order to maximize the odds of me winning, I have to split the money evenly. Well, you know, accordingly with the odds, the Rams are underdogs. So I'm like, you know what? 500, 300 on both sides would work. Patriots, for for once, were the underdogs. Chiefs were the one seed in in KC. I'm like, oh, Brady, you're going to make me some money. Yeah, I wish I should have put all the money on Brady because I really thought that he was going to win that game. Mahomes is great. He's probably going to win Rookie of the Year or MVP, but here's the thing, though. I don't understand. But people will see it. It's his first year. It's run and gun. Patriots have the perfect technique. Strategizing. Take forever to score. Wear down the defense. At the end of the day, I knew whoever had the coin toss was winning that game. And it's always Brady. The coin's favorite Brady. Oh, man. He's not even throwing passes that much. It's more running the ball. Oh, it's great. So needless to say, I turned 1,600 into 2,400. And now I'm just waiting for the odds to come out. Decide, you know, what the analysts say, see who I'm going to put it on. Oh, I'm going to use that for the wedding. But one other thing, help me understand, people. Like, I get it. If you're from the AFC East, you hate the Patriots. Unless you're the Patriots. If you're from New York, you hate Boston, so you probably hate the Patriots. What I don't understand is people who have nothing to do with having... A right to hate New England, hate New England. Like random teams, random people, random individuals. 
or do they watch football a lot or don't? Like Matt Mankato, he hates Tom Brady and the Patriots. God knows why. And here's what I have to say. When they got caught with Spygate, I was like, oh, you guys were filming the other teams? Oh, shit. Is it against the rules? Mm. Guys, you shouldn't do it. Bam, penalties. Okay. They got hit with penalties. They still were winning games and going to the fucking playoffs. Because they're masterminds. This year's Patriots team is the weakest as far as receivers, running backs, and big big playmakers are concerned. And Brady's 41 years old. And they're still going to the Super Bowl. That's what I don't get. I mean, yeah, okay, they did Spygate. Yeah, you can claim he won one Super Bowl because of the tuck rule. Which, again, that was the beginning of the creation of the tuck rule. You can blame that on Brady or you can blame it on the refs. I think that was sketchy, yes. But that was one game they still went to the Super Bowl. That was before I started betting on the Super Bowl. And then Spygate, I get that. The Flakegate, I don't get why that should even fucking matter. I just call that sore losers on behalf of the Colts. You're trying to tell me the balls were deflated. Whether the Patriots or Tom Brady knew about it, I don't know. Nobody knows. You hit them with suspensions for that too. Undeservingly. But here's why I say it doesn't fucking matter. The balls were deflated during the first half of the game when the score was tied. So clearly, the Colts bitching about them being deflated didn't matter. The score was tied. Once the balls got inflated to the right amount, the Patriots beat the shit out of the Colts. And here we are trying to bitch at the Patriots and get mad at them for for the flake game. No! I mean, who cares? I can always respect and appreciate greatness throughout any sport. Now, most of you will say, well, how come you don't appreciate LeBron? Well, that's why I keep telling you guys LeBron's not great. Top NBA players of all time, LeBron doesn't crack my top 10. I am sorry. And that's what I mean. Top NFL players of all time, top quarterbacks of all time, top NFL teams of all time. The Patriots are up there. The motherfucker has more Super Bowls as a quarterback than anybody else. And we're not going to appreciate greatness. I don't understand it. People are going to say, well, yeah, but he's, he's going to nine Super Bowls. He's only won five. Oh, I'm sorry. See, this is the difference. If LeBron had gone to nine NBA finals and won six or five of them, I'd be like, all right, he's in the discussion for the GOAT. But the motherfuckers won three out of nine or eight. I don't know how many. He's three for eight. That's a worse percentage than Durant, Curry, I mean, shit, Kobe. Who else you want? This dude, and again, a, a football game... 
is a team of 11 versus 11. Quarterback, just one position. You can still be a great quarterback and never win a Super Bowl. Just ask Dan Marino. So, the fact that he's been to nine football football games in Super Bowls and won five of them, including the greatest comeback of all time, that greatest comeback of all time, that year, what about it now? He was suspended. Nothing happened. No controversy. He was down... 25-3, 25-3, came back and won the fucking game. What's the excuse there? That game alone, in my eyes, cemented him as not only the greatest of all time as quarterback, but also best quarterback of all time. And I'm not going to lie. It seems like the refs prefer the Patriots. I don't know why. Uh, during the Chiefs championship game, Brady got slapped on the shoulder. He, and they got called for roughing the passer. Now, again, the refs are on the field. If you look at it from behind, it kind of seems like he smacks him in the in you know the face mask, which is an automatic automatic penalty. But upon review, he hits the shoulder. This is why I've always advocated for instant replay should be allowed to be re- to review penalty choices. Yeah, it would make the game longer, but again, it would. Overturn nonsense decisions like that. People were bitching that Hogan didn't catch the ball. I'm sorry. While it was bobbling, he always had a hand underneath the ball. Not enough to overturn. Right call there. It's not about favoring necessarily the Patriots every time. It's like you gotta you gotta think. Okay, they'll get a call here and there. Calls get blown. I mean, there was a few calls that went the Chiefs' way that I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, that was blown. But it happens. Yeah, you get pissed about it if you're a Patriots or Chiefs fan because they're your teams. I'm just like, oh, motherfuckers, fucking refs. It happens. Preferences, people. They're all, everybody has preferences. Everybody. That's why I've always said my parents have a preferred child and it tends to be Ricky. Nobody believes me. People deny it. No. The actions show for themselves. And yeah, the Patriots won. It happens. Sorry, guys. Now they're going to the Super Bowl again. Ooh. And they're probably... Here's the worst part. They're probably going to win it. Because the Rams, their defense is not always up to par. But here's, the, here's, here's what I think is going to be the decider. The defense... I, first off, let me just throw out there that I did not know Adama Kitsu had joined the Rams. I was like, oh shit. It all it boils down to protecting Tom Brady. The Eagles last year did a great job at getting the Tom Brady. And that's what led them to win. If you could get the Tom Brady, that motherfucker cannot scramble. So if the, Adama Kitsu and company can get the Tom Brady... The Rams have a shot because they have a good offense. But also on the flip side, the Rams defense doesn't show up. Patriots will just tear them apart because they've been in Super Bowls before. And also they've been 25-3 down in Super Bowls before. So they know how to do a comeback. And it's in Atlanta. I might actually go to the game. Nah. Probably sold out. Anyways, you see what I mean. 
Pro Bowl. Again, with preferences. Why is the Pro Bowl now before the Super Bowl? I hate that choice. Nobody watches the Pro Bowl anyway, so who cares if it's after or before? Oh, no, but now let's make it a draft. Let's make it not NFC versus AFC, blah, 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 which was the appeal to me back in the day. Which conference is better? Oh, no. Now let's mix and match. Uh, people going to the Super Bowl that, are it, that were, you know, eligible for the Pro Bowl are not going to go, obviously. They used to be to Hawaii. Now I forget where they moved it to. Florida or some bullshit. Fuck that. Nobody's watching it. But before I go on, my closing segment, remember, if you're trying to work out through the holidays, join Team Super and Coach Super at Super Studios 253. Give them a buzz, 253-272-0700. Let them know. Promo code Mexi. They'll give you a discount. They all types of classes, and it's winter. Nobody likes to work out in the winter, but they make it fun. Trust me. I would know. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Now, I always talk about my Super Bowl bets around this time of year. And if we win this year, that money is going to go towards the winning. We actually, guess what? I don't know why everybody bitches about weddings being complicated to plan. Tara stresses out almost daily. I'm like, what? No, we have plenty of time. Save the dates are going out tomorrow. And again, another concept I don't understand. Why do you need to send save the dates in this modern time and then send invitations afterwards? I don't know. Those are going out tomorrow. We finally picked a venue. Reasonably priced. Heritage Club of Hilliard. Great. I like it. All I ask for my wedding are a few things. Open bar, a Linus, and a Jerome. Most people don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, but if you know me really, really well, you will get the references. Linus is the character from How to Get Away... Uh, no, How, to, uh, How I Met Your Mother, who brings Lily... Refills at will during Ted's during Barty's wedding. I want that. I want a Linus, somebody who will have American honey and coke throughout the day. I'll be like Linus. Here's an extra 500 bucks. This glass never empty. And a Jerome. Jerome is from Wedding Crashers. He's the heavy black guy. Who acts as a security guard slash bouncer. That's what I want. I would like a big black guy to secure the entrance to my wedding. Why? Because we already have a crazy cousin on Terracide who's pissed he's not invited. Fuck you, dude. And my mom is constantly trying to invite people that I haven't seen in years. Here's a simple thing. If I haven't seen you in the last year... Or two, actually, you know what? The last five years, you're not coming to the fucking wedding. You're not getting a fucking invite. And my mom's like, oh, they're all excited. They're all not invited. I don't care where they live. So I can definitely see my mom trying to invite people under the rule of 
Oh yeah, it's a Mexican rule. Like the the invitee has all the power. No, that's not how this works. You're not bringing randos to my fucking wedding. Jerome Bouncem. And guess what? The two venues we had, it was either the Bluestone or the Heritage Club. The Bluestone, while it did have a nice bar where the groups would get ready, mm, a little overpriced for the location. Not gonna lie. Heritage Club, Halyard, shuttles to Dublin with the hotel. Great. Just great. Now, They promised me they have a Linus and a Jerome. I'm like, oh, well, it's the same guy. His name is Miles. Excellent. Plus, he refreshes my drinks and bounces the entrance. That's all I care about. Oh, there's a little bar. Great. What's the tally? 3,500. Oh, shit. I can do that in my sleep. Yes, six hours of open bar. Done. Premium alcohol. You'll have a groom's, made, uh, groom's, uh, groom's drink. American Heineken Coke and a bride drink. Excellent. That's all I ask for, people. Oh, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just need a 1500 deposit. I'm like, uh, done. And uh, you can pay weekly or however you want. I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I get paid every week. And I can do that? Oh, shit. Done. Donezo. Get the fuck out of here. It's not complicated. Again, preferences. Some weddings still do save the date. Some weddings send invitations later. I don't fucking know. Tara went to look at dresses. She somehow got me and Kato wrapped into an expo to go look at stuff. The only thing I'm missing right now is I need a throne guy because I want to sit on a throne at my wedding. I need a throne guy and a decent DJ because I don't want a shitty DJ who can't play fucking songs. If I want to play under the fucking sea at my wedding, I will play under the fucking sea at my wedding. But yeah. That is the current status of Mexi's life. And that is Mexi's mine. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you check out SoundCloud and iTunes to get all the episodes. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Check us out on social media as always. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. Whatever you want. And remember... But there's a Mexican, there's always a way.